0: every week it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard we hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life like wine life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged hello podcast listeners amy irvine ceo and founder of rooted planning group here excited to be talking about today's fourth part of college planning series that we're doing. And this week, we're actually gonna be digging into a specific tool called a 529 plan. Now this is part four and the final part of this particular series. So if you haven't listened to the other three parts, part one, we talked about some college savings and award options. Part two, we talked about the top 10 changes of the FAFSA for the 2023-2024 filing season. Part three, we talked about the income equation and timeline for the 2023-2024 filing season of the FAFSA. So today we're going to be digging into that 529 tool that can help you pay for any expected uh, contribution, what used to be called the expected family contribution. Uh, Now, whatever you're expected to pay for college, uh, this is basically a tool that can help you pay for that. Before we get into that particular topic, uh, I want to share with you some thoughts that I have about the wine that I am exploring this fall. So as the fall starts to approach upstate New York. And I start to think about my vacay to, uh, and what I mean, vacay, I don't mean vacation. I mean, my vacancy to the upstate New York area. Uh, I love the fall now. In the past, I was never a big fan of the fall because I knew what was coming next. But now that I go where it's warmer in the winter, I actually enjoy the colors very much and the, the time of year in this area. I'm looking forward to being a tourist this fall, exploring The beauty of the area. I'm planning on touring the east side of Seneca Lake and using a travel guide I found online called the Finger Lakes Vineyards. I will put this in the show notes for those of you that are interested. One that's on the list that I haven't been to is the Kaywood Vineyards. They, one of the things that I wanted to explore about them is because they are associated with a couple other another uh, another winery in our area, actually in the Hammondsport area. They are located on a historic farm overlooking Seneca Lake. In the Finger Lakes region, and they're not all that far from the Finger Lakes National Forest, which I thought was something that I didn't know and, and was interesting. Their tasting room features a redwood and oak car that was handcrafted from recycling recycled wine tanks and a three-story fireplace. Doesn't that sound like a wonderful fall setting? They are a proud member, as they say on their website, of the Pleasant Valley Wine Company family of businesses, which Pleasant Valley is based in Hammondsport and is the U.S. bonded winery number one and home of the Great Western Champagnes, one of one of the only champagnes in the United States. So if you're in the area or you're thinking about exploring the upstate New York wine region, it, it's worth taking a, a stop at this winery and looking around and seeing the beautiful view and the setting. So moving into our topic today on 529 Clans, let's back up and talk w- about what is a 529 529 529 plan. I'm sure you've heard about these. My concern always with our clients is making sure that they don't overfund a 529 plan. So although we use these as a tool, we don't usually use them exclusively as the college savings tool. Contributions are made with after-tax dollars, but once the money is invested in the account, it grows tax-free and money taken out is not taxed as long as it is used for qualified education expenses. Now you may get a state benefit from making. Making those contributions, but not all states offer that. 529s can have a more minimal impact on financial aid eligibility than other savings vehicles because they are considered a parental asset. And if they are actually outside of the parents or the students owning the 529, they may not be counted at all. So for example, if a grandparent or an aunt or uncle or a friend has a 529 plan for your child, it may not even be taken into consideration as a Asset. Some states, and like I said, including New York, offer tax deductions or credits for contributions. There is way too much to cover on 529 plans, so please contact contact us to learn more about 529 strategies for help in choosing the right one for your needs. Some states require you to make contributions to your state-approved 529 plan, while other states are a bit more flexible. Now, how how can you make a 529 contribution, or what? Is how does gifting come into play? Well, the gift tax exclusion is seventeen thousand dollars for twenty twenty three. That means that anyone can gift your child seventeen thousand dollars per year and not pay a gift tax. Grandparents, aunts, uncles, or anyone can pay tuition directly to the college to reduce their taxable estate, and there's no limit on that. So while they can make the seventeen thousand dollar gift gift free, I guess you want or tax free gift uh, to the five twenty nine plan, they can do an unlimited amount directly to the college. So just an FYI that that's a planning opportunity. The college's post tuition rate, posted tuition rate is often not what you will pay. Many students will never pay full price, even those whose family's income are north of 200,000. Additionally, many colleges will let you pay tuition monthly if you want to. You do not have to pay in one or two lump sums in most cases. So when you're thinking about a 529 plan, think about how you're going to map in. The, a lot of people will ask me, should they you know, put money in a 529 plan? And the answer is usually maybe some, but not all, as I mentioned, because there's other opportunities that you could commingle that with. We always tell people to save for retirement first, because that's something that you can't borrow for. But if you do have some excess funds, perhaps considering putting some in a 529 plan, as well as putting some in a regular brokerage account. There's different types of 529 plans and I did mention them in the first uh, episode of this series so you can kind of dig into that and listen to that but there's the savings plan and then the uh, private plans and the prepaid plans if you want to call it that. They all come into consideration when you're looking at paying for college but let's take a step back and even talk about the financial aid office and and if you need assistance with coming up with some of that payment process. The college financial aid office is your friend. They Are an invaluable resource for information and help. Parents should engage with them very early on. A school's financial aid decision is just the start. Once your college is accepted and there's an accompanying financial aid decision, you should work with the office to see if there's any additional money available. Sometimes money becomes available later in the process as the student might have gotten a financial aid um, change of situation, or even if they got more financial aid with a different college, sometimes. Uh, You can negotiate and students who might have gotten financial aid may have chose to go to a different school elsewhere, which frees up the funds. I also think it's important that we talk, if if you went to college in a particular place and your student is going there, make sure that you talk to your alma mater. It would be great if you can actually have a conversation with them and maybe there's scholarships that are available for your student because you went there as well. And don't forget about the hidden costs of college, that's a big part of it. They can run up to a couple hundred dollars for each student, possibly per month. Similarly, keep in mind that those college visits can add up quickly just in the process of doing some investigation. While we encourage students very much to uh, visit the colleges that they are interested in attending, it can get expensive. Now, just a quick rundown, just in case you missed the show, I just want to remind people that you can save with different kinds of 529 plans. There's the 529 savings plans and then the 529 prepaid plans. The savings plans are very similar to any other investment that you might put money into, whether it's 401k, a brokerage account. They are um, mutual funds generally that you can invest in. Prepaid plans have a little bit more complexity to them. So you're prepaying for college. If you have a private savings plan, it is what they call a private savings 529 plan. It's a prepaid 529 plan. Sometimes that's called a guaranteed savings plan, which allows you to save for college by prepaying all or part of the tuition and mandatory fees at a predetermined rate. These are for, if it's a private savings plan, it's generally for private colleges. There's a list of colleges that would be participating. You lock in a percentage of the cost of the college tuition. With contract plans, you choose how many semesters or years of college you want to save for. So typically up to four years and agree to pay a set amount each month as part of your contract. How much you pay is based on several factors, but typically includes your child's age and number of years you save for, just like anything else, the the projected future costs also are are brought in. Unit plans work a little bit differently. Your contributions are buying fractional units, redeemable in the future. The return is typically based on the average tuition rate and increases at particular participating schools. And then of course, you've got your state plans that can be private, I'm sorry, prepaid plans as well. Again, this is extremely important that you map out your situation and how your situation is very differently from your neighbor's situation, because you can also take into consideration brokerage accounts and saving for college or a combination of all of the above. I know this was a short and sweet podcast, but we wanted to finish out this particular series with some ideas on what you how you might be able to save for what the expected contribution is that you guys are making to your families and, and how you can fund any gaps that are there for you in your savings plans. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Although we realize this is not something everybody needs at this stage of their life. You may know somebody who does, and we'd love it if you'd share it with your friends and family. And if you get a moment, hop on over to iTunes and rate us so that more people like you can find us. A special shout out to TJ Mann at TJ Mann Media. We certainly appreciate all the faux pas fixes and the blending that he does during the production stages. Thanks everyone.